doesn't matter if you set New Year's resolutions. All that matters is that you focus on changing your life. If you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. So look, I mean, um, information is what opens that door. I mean, if you think that your thoughts have something to do with your future, just from a theoretical standpoint, that your thoughts create your destiny, and you think 60 to 70,000 thoughts in one day, and 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts as the day before, well, then your life isn't going to change very much as long as you're thinking the same way. And those, those same thoughts lead to the same choices. The same choices lead to the same behaviors. The same behaviors create the exact same experiences, and we anticipate the same feelings or emotions from those experiences, and those emotions are the payoff that drive our very same thoughts, while our biology, our neurocircuitry, our neurochemistry, our hormones, and even our gene expression will be equal to how we think, how we act, and how we feel. And how we think, how we act, and how we feel is called our personality. And our personality creates our personal reality. That's it. So the present personality who's listening to this show has created the present personal reality called their life. So if you can latch on to this idea, if you want to create a new life, a new personal reality, you got to change your personality, which means you better start thinking about what you've been thinking about and changing it. You begin to become conscious of your unconscious actions or habits or behaviors and modify them. And then we have to begin to look at the emotions that we live by every single day that are keep us connected to the past and decide, do these emotions belong in our future? So most people are trying to create a new personal reality as the same personality, and it doesn't work. You literally have to become someone else. So the principle in neuroscience says that nerve cells that fire together wire together. You keep thinking the same way, making the same choices, demonstrating the same habits, uh, creating the same experiences that stamp the same networks of neurons into the same patterns, all for the familiar feeling called you. And you do that for 10 years on end. You're going to begin to hardwire certain patterns in your brain that becomes your identity. And by the time we're 35 years old, it kind of becomes fixed, right? And psychology used to say that you can't change that, but we now know that you can. So then that kind of box in the brain, that is the habit of ourselves. It's a, uh, we're 95% of the time running a series of programs. So then sitting and doing the work, we have to become disentangled from those programs. And so the moment you decide to do something differently or make a new choice, what most people don't want to face is that discomfort. And that, that discomfort, that, that uncertainty, that lack of predictability, the, that, that, that unknown is what people are afraid of because they'd rather live in guilt. At least they can predict who they're going to be than take a chance in possibility. So when a person begins to understand this and you say, well, how long have you been this way? And they say, I've been like this for 35 years. And you say, why 35 years? Because 35 years ago, I had this one event. Well, the stronger the emotion you feel from the reaction from that event, the more altered you feel inside of you, the more the brain narrows its focus and freezes the image and takes a snapshot. And that's called a memory, right? So then forget the memory just overcome the emotion because it's the emotion that keeps you anchored to the past so that sounds really good theoretically but when you step out into that unknown into that void 
the body really is in a habit. And what a habit is when the body becomes the mind. Or if you're thinking about that past event and it's producing an emotion, well, you need an image and a feeling to start the conditioning process. So the body's either conditioned into the familiar past or it's hardwired in the predictable future because it wakes up every single day and runs through the same series of routine actions. So the present moment then becomes the unknown. When people start feeling that discomfort, Jay, they'd rather get on their cell phone and call someone or get up and say, I can't meditate or, you know, I, I have too much to do. They excuse themselves. They return back into that familiar feeling because the body's actually telling the brain, a habit is when the body becomes the mind. So the body's stepping out into the unknown and says, ooh, I'd rather feel guilty. I'd rather feel unhappy than be in this discomfort. So then at least then when they return back to that familiar feeling, then they feel safe. So they step out in the unknown and the body starts influencing the mind saying, you can start tomorrow. You're too busy. It's your mother's fault. You know, it's your culture's fault. I don't have enough money. This isn't going to work. Those are the programs in there that are standing in the way between you and your future. So then nerve cells that no longer fire together, no longer wire together. So the act of observing those states of mind and body means you're no longer the program. You're the consciousness observing that program. So, so then to meditate, it means to become familiar with. So as you become familiar with those thoughts, you become conscious of how you speak, you become aware of how you act, you notice how you're feeling. The more conscious you become of those unconscious programs, the less unconscious you'll go in your waking day. Why? Because it's not enough to just have a great meditation and get up and get on the freeway and get in traffic and getting stressed. You just return back to the old self again. Our job then is to sustain that modified state of mind and body the entire day. And if you can, get ready because something different or unusual is going to begin to happen in your life. And it will come as a coincidence or a synchronicity. And that's breadcrumbs from the divine saying, you're on the path, just keep doing it. You're, there'll be another one. Just keep staying in that energy. And so teaching people then to understand that there's a formula that we now know that if you apply that formula, you'll begin to see those changes. And now, as people are doing it more and more uh, effectively, the results are going up as well. We just had Bond University. They just took a whole bunch of my brain scans from 10 years ago. Huge clinical study, a lot of analysis, and, and they're blown away by the speed in which uh, the community can change brain heart coherence they they know how to do it it's not uh something that's that's separate from them they've practiced it enough times that they they now know how to do it so what's the significance of that well really simple in your life if you start returning back to the same reactions to the same people and circumstances you're returning back to the old self so you got to stay conscious in your life and and if you're not being defined by a vision of the future then you're left with the memories of the past and you will be predictable in your life so crossing that river of change from the old self to the new self there's a neurological a biological a chemical a hormonal a genetic 
death of the old self. But if you teach people there's something on the other side, they won't give up on themselves. They'll keep going. So there's enough evidence to encourage people. And you can't tell me you're too old to do this work. You can't tell me you're too sick to do this work. You can't tell me you had a turbulent past or, or that you're too overweight or too underweight or too out of shape. Or You can't even tell me that you've never meditated before. In fact, some of our greatest scans or people who just have never meditated before that are not trying to do anything. They just follow instructions. So our community now is beginning to understand that it is possible and they go all in, not 50% in, not 60% in. If we do a week-long event, we got a thousand people or 1,500 people and they are all in. And that when they start getting beyond themselves that first day or second day, once they start getting beyond themselves, and that magic starts to happen, then I have no idea. I can't predict what's going to happen next. And it's usually pretty, pretty exciting. It's been said that when the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change, then we will change. Yes, exactly. Right? How bad it, does it have to get? Right? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, why, why is it that we get so attached to that old self? Like, what is it about it? Is it security? Is it safety? Is it familiarity, as you said? Is it... What is that that keeps us so attached and so focused on something that we don't even like that much? I think, uh, I think we've been hypnotized and conditioned into becoming materialists. Mm. I think um, that we define reality with our senses, and I think that is one of the biggest delusions. So the fundamental question is, can you believe in a future that you can't see or experience with your senses yet, but you've thought about enough times in your mind that your brain is literally changed to look like the event has already occurred. Now, the latest research in plasticity says that's absolutely possible. And can you select a new possibility in the quantum field and begin to emotionally embrace that future every single day to such a degree that your body, as the unconscious mind, the objective mind does not know the difference between the experience in your life that's creating the emotion and the emotion that you're fabricating by thought alone to the degree that you begin to signal new genes and new ways to change your body to look like the experience has already happened. Now, yes. the latest research in epigenetics says it's absolutely possible. Now, think about this. Every day, installing the circuitry, every day conditioning the body into the emotion of the future that your body begins to change to look like it's already happened. Now, this is where it gets fun because now you no longer have to go anywhere to get it. Now it begins to come to you. You become the vortex or the magnet to your destiny. So then people who come out of their meditation and they say, well, I just focused on my wealth. Why isn't it there? Well, you're not that good. If you're asking why isn't it there, you're back to the old person again. Stay in that state for an extended period of time as an experiment, as the scientist in your life, to keep your energy connected to the, to the dream of your future. And then see what kind of effects begin to take place without moving into impatience, mm. without moving into frustration, without starting to analyze why it hasn't happened or when. That is the trap of defining reality with your senses. So you have the thought of your future and you don't see it, then you experience separation. But people who are practicing this work, they have the thought of their future and they feel the emotion of their future. They're still connected to it, right? So that takes practice. And it's just learning, like hitting a golf ball, hitting a tennis ball, dancing the salsa, you know, crocheting, whatever it is. You gotta, 
you got to start out staying real conscious and learning. Then you get good at it and it gets to be instrumental. It gets to be fun. And that's, that's what I want for everybody, that the, the act of creation should be a blissful, Playful. ecstatic, loose, uh, free process. And, um, and so I love the idea of people taking time out of their lives uh, to prove to themselves that if they're defined by the vision of the future, then they're not living by the memories of the past. And that's where the unknown exists. So many people, the unknown is a scary place. So they don't see that future because they're used to seeing that future with evidence, with their senses. And the, you have to be able to get beyond that and stay in the unknown, stay in that discomfort. And then in that moment, to be, begin to self-regulate. Like, oh, I'm starting to feel a little anxiety. Ooh, I'm starting to feel a little frustration. That's the defining moment where your body's going back to the past because emotions are a record of the past. Or you go into routine again. So you catch yourself. It's a victory. And if you keep catching yourself, those victories add up. And it's not so much about your wealth or your health or your freedom or your new relationship. It's actually about who you become. And so overcoming the old self allows us to become somebody else. And there is that period of transition. Yeah. I call it the void where there's just not a lot happening. And you just got to be able yeah. to keep going and continuously get to the end of your belief where most people stop. I just had a fabulous conversation with someone uh, this weekend, broke through to the other side, and now there's so much magic happening around this person, but she's worthy now to receive it. And that's... that. That is the key because the universe only gives us what we think we're worthy of receiving. So we got to become initiated into this and understand it. Thousands of years of programming that says that we have to change things uh, matter to matter, you know, in three-dimensional reality. And it will take time. But to begin to connect to that resource called the quantum field and create from the field instead of from matter, there's a lot of unlearning that has to go on. Absolutely. And when you're catching yourself... What are you doing? Are you writing that down? Are you noting that down? Are you making a mental note? Like, practically, what is someone having to do to, once they catch it, then how, how do you deal with that emotion and anxiety in the moment that feels so heavy, that yeah. feels so... Real. Real and trapping. And, and like you said, I was just at, I was at the Facebook headquarters in Menlo Park a couple of weeks ago. I was testing out their new Oculus mm-hmm. range of virtual reality. And all the studies behind virtual reality show now that you feel the same experience of hanging off the edge of a cliff in virtual reality yeah. and your body displays the same symptoms as yeah. they would if you were actually hanging off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. So just showing how imagination does mirror the other way too through virtual reality. But how that feels so real. Like yeah. our body gets, when you're stepping out off the ledge, you're doing it as if it's reality. Mm-hmm. And so that anxiety feels so real. What do you do after catching it? What happens to that emotion? Well, you know, just like anything else, Jay, I mean, it's just like, in the golf ball and you get back into a bad habit again, you know, you have to really begin to mentally rehearse. Mm. Like, so you ask yourself at the end of your day, I do this every day. How'd I do? How'd I do today, bro? How'd you do? Did you do good? Where'd you fall from grace? What, what, what was it that caused you to go unconscious for the rest of the day? Like, what was that moment? Now, if you're a student, of life, 
you'll begin to contemplate, well, it was that person that said that thing, then I reacted, or this I got this email, or things didn't go my way, and I started feeling angry or frustrated or fearful. The next time that happens, how could I evolve my experience? Now, you may have to search for some answers of the best model to build, or you may actually have a long contemplation and start to go, God, the next time that happens, I think I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that or I'm going to plan my behaviors. And the act of closing your eyes and rehearsing what you're going to do begins to install the neurological hardware in your brain to look like you already did it. Now the brain is no longer a record of the past. Now it's a map to the future. And if you keep installing that hardware, the hardware will become a software program, which means you'll just start acting like a happy person. Why? There's no magic there. You installed the circuitry. So that's more important than the news. Right. It's more important than answering any email or any text. It's more important than talking about your past or some dinner. If you can begin to just think about how you're going to do it differently, that's the building process neurologically already. So now you have to get conscious in order to do that. And it takes some time. That means you got to shut your cell phone off. You got to close your door. You got to take a break from everything out there and begin to practice. And so by experience, then you start noticing, oh, here it comes. Here comes the frustration. Here comes the fear. And now we've given people the tools to be able to self-regulate, to create brain and heart coherence. And so you see people say, excuse me one minute, I'm just going to need a minute. They take some breaths, they get back in, they connect to the energy of their future. This is incidental compared to where they're going. So they don't fall from grace. They don't allow their energy to drop. And so, yeah, in the beginning, it takes a lot because it takes a lot of energy and awareness to stay conscious and not go unconscious. But if you're persistent and you're determined and you're sincere, you begin to figure it out. You begin to say, I am not going to give my power away to that person or that circumstance when I can use it to heal or to create a new future. And so people then won't excuse themselves and say, I had a hard day yesterday, I had a fight with my coworker or my ex, or, and I don't feel like doing the work. Well, that's the time to get back on the horse. Yeah. Because, because it's, the, it's all of those times that we self-correct those are the most valuable moments to us. People who've had profoundly transcendental experiences where they, we say, got lit up, they connected, and their brain goes into very, very high coherent states and super gamma patterns that are way outside of normal, and they have a transcendental download or connection that's mystical. They look back at their entire life. They don't want to change one thing in their past because it got them to that moment. That's the moment the past no longer exists. Now, by the same means, they look back at their past and they see all those tough moments where they overcame themselves and they fall in love with that person. They don't look at the good meditations or the things that went well. They look, they know that it was those moments that got them to this moment. And I, I think then that's when they begin to understand that, that all of the hard work all the effort in who we become makes uh, no one can take that away from us so then once we arrive at that level and we experience whatever the dream is or whatever we create the next thing is, is do it until you fully enjoy it and then when it gets boring or predictable 
Let's go again. Let's do something else. Yeah. And I think that's evolution. And this wraps up today's episode. Thanks for listening. If you felt moved by today's episode, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or subscribe for future episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.